Why are the three C's of business and life important? And how can we benefit from their use? Stay tuned and find out. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. Push it up! Welcome back to your weekly dose of 3C Learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman. And you? Well, that's infinitely more important. You are a driven entrepreneur or you're one in the making. Either way, you're here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, or just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal, or business results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. Whew! We got another big interview episode today. Today, Angela Giles shares the importance of the three C's of life and business and reminds us to be authentic. Plus, I'm going to let you in on next episode's guest, who knows it's not just all about the sales, it's about the human connection. All right, as per usual, the Dark Horse Corrals are chock full of business, personal, and marketing, G-O-L-D, spilling from every corner of the Dark Horse HQ. So let's get to the starting gates and go. All right, my Dark Horse friends and family, today's guest is Angela Giles. Now, Angela is a self-made businesswoman, an author, a speaker, and a consultant leading people along their path to success. Now, she's one of the most sought-after business coaches in lead generation on the West Coast. You see, Angela offers her clients a dynamic, dynamic program. My tongue is tripping over my eye teeth. I can't see what I'm saying. Anyway, <laughs> she, she offers her clients this dynamic program that is based on the simple secrets for big results. She's committed to helping independent entrepreneurs, business owners, and professionals accelerate their business problems and increase their bottom lines. She has helped her clients achieve six-figure launches and go from making mediocre sales to effortlessly generating millions, thousands of dollars in a few short weeks. So I know we're going to have a little bit of knowledge learning here from this lady. Angela, welcome to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur. Well, thank you so much. I love the name Dark Horse Entrepreneur, by the way. So well, thank I'm you. To be here. I've been looking forward to it. Yeah, and I think we all go through that time when we feel like that that dark horse, you know, whether it's for a short period of time or a long period of time. So it, it tends to you know get a little bit of attention, I'm, I'm hoping for anyway. So I, I, I want to take a moment and just pause. I'll shut up. I want you to tell your story, what you've been through, what you've gone through, what all the, you know, the winding road that brought you to where you are and why you love doing what you do so much. Well, you know, I will tell you this. Mine is probably one of those stories where I'm very stubborn. So I will push until I make something work, which sometimes I think is not always the best thing. But back in the day, you know, 18 years ago, I decided I was making close to six figures with bonuses working in a telecom company in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And I had two, well, I had one and a baby on the way. And I was tired. I was sick and tired of not seeing my kids. I was one of those kind of things. You know, my husband took my son to daycare. I left at 630 in the morning, sometimes 615, didn't get home till seven at night, never saw my two-year-old. And so I decided I'm not doing this with two babies. So I quit. And long story short, I started a daycare 
thinking I could make a little money. My husband was making 32 grand a year. That wasn't enough money. Our house payment alone was four grand with everything, you know, all the taxes and stuff. Sure. San Diego. We moved to Utah. The, the, the challenge is we had another baby. I got sick and tired. Daycare wasn't cutting it for me. I was good at it, but it didn't make me any money. You know, mm -hmm. we just didn't have the money anymore. And I started looking online. I saw all these men back then making tons of money. It was back in the day when you could throw a website up, say I'm open and people showed up and you could sell. It was the wild, wild west. Right. And I thought, okay, I'm smart. I was in the IT field. I used to manage men, right? I can like reverse engineer this. So I decided to reverse engineer it. But before that happened, my house, one morning I had joined an MLM and I went out with a friend at five in the morning and we were out like putting, um, we had spent like my last $57, you know, that we had extra in the account and I had made flyers and we were putting them on the doors of, we called the rich people part of town. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> and so we came back and I went to bed. I went back to bed. I had holy underwear on and it was seven in the morning and I heard this boom this pop and I'm like, what the hell is that? And I started smelling smoke. We had three little kids like oh, under no. like four or five years old. My garage had caught on fire. Oh no. So I just remember my husband running out the front door. I'm running out the back door with the babies. I had holes in my underwear. And I remember thinking that firemen were there screaming at my husband, don't open the, the garage because you know, the oxygen and air, all the neighbors were coming. And I'm like, they probably think it's domestic abuse, this whole crazy thing. Right. And it was, our house was situated in a way when the firemen came, they had to put a ladder from the neighbors for me to walk, crawl over. And I remember having a t-shirt on and holy underwear thinking, oh my Lord, I should have spent that last bit of money and buy new underwear. My mom <laughs> always told me, you know? <laughs> so that was kind of the thing that made me think, okay, I got to do something different. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I had, we had no money back then, just my husband and I got a nanny. I put all my kids in one room. I hired a nanny. She came in and she got free room and board and she helped watch the daycare kids. So this is my story. And I sat in a laundry room with an old ratty desk with those big old computers. I, we had one computer in that laundry room for four months straight. Uh, of course I'd come out and help her, but I mean, it was four months oh, yeah. in there, like 10 hours a day till I learned how to market online. And I reverse taught myself how to code like little HTML code. So I built my own website and I learned how to generate leads on eBay for 99 cents. That's how I got my start. And I spent like 22 grand in scams on a credit card to figure it out, you know? Um, and I got started and I, my career's just gone like that. You know, I've gone around and I've tried and done everything and I've had massive success in some areas and I've had shit success in others. Like it's right. just, it's one of those things. And what I do now is I teach people how to put together a simple course. I've been teaching this course for 10 plus years on and off. Um, I made some massive changes in the last eight months. And um, that's my, what I do is truly teach people passive income, if you will. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm, I think people should have worked, have to work as hard as they do. I just, I don't, I think people need to be able to like, I'm more back to the roots, you know, spend time with your family, like sure. build a solid sure. business, give back. Um, and that's really like at a low level of what I aspire to help people do, but I hope that helps. Uh, well, there's absolutely. So more, you know? <laughs> there, there's so much more. Now you, you said you, you, you uh, touched on a couple of things there and we won't, we won't go into the holy underwear anymore. We, yeah. we I think we chatted <laughs> about that enough already. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, um, you went through pretty much, it sounds like you got your back up against the wall. Like it's like, all right, it's this, or I got to go, I don't know, work at McDonald's or something, or, or go back to the telecom where you're at, where you weren't happy, but you got your back up against the wall and you're like, all right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to get this nanny and I'm going to sit around and I'm going to figure this out. That's right? my personality. Like yeah. I literally am that kind of person. I will stay up till five in the morning to figure something out. If I want to figure it out, mm-hmm. like, you know, when new marketing things come out, I reverse engineer them. I'm that person. And then I add my own twist and I figure it out. And if it works then I teach all my clients. Nice. See, and that's, that's the winning thing. I think it's uh, one of the things I think a lot of people might be missing. Right. So they go out there uh, and I'm going to talk about, you know, that shiny object syndrome, right? Oh, here's this new, new, new cool course. Let me go get it. Whether oh, it's only twenty seven dollars, and we know what that means. That means it's forty seven for the upsell, and then ninety seven or nine ninety seven for the real information, right? Um, but they just they take that in. And they're like, okay, well, that didn't work. They don't spend the time like you're talking about and try and figure out why it didn't work, or like you say, back engineer. Does that does that make sense? Well, it does. And, and the real truth of it is like, I teach this um, thing I've been doing for 10 plus years. It's called the seven touch series, right? Mm-hmm. I, I teach it in my course because it's a built, it's all about authentic relationship building. But at the end of the day, if it doesn't work for them, it's because they didn't put the time into it to like really learn how to do it. So I think that's part of it. But I think the other part is the part, the fact that there's a lot of shit courses out there too. Yeah. That don't give you, they only give you a part of it. They don't give you the real thing, right? Like people, there needs to be more responsibility in our industry to make sure people get the results. I'm not about people, you know, charging a thousand dollars for something and then they're not willing to like stand behind it and make sure their people get the results. Right. 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 Absolutely. That's my opinion. I'm, I will plant my flag in the ground on that. Well, I'm not I, afraid. That, well, see, and I think that's we need more folks like you out there. Uh, I've been lucky enough to uh, um, to chat with probably, uh, I'll say, 23. Now you'll be number 24. The folks that have that same mentality. It's like, dude, you can do this. You just have to stop working with those those shit folks, right? And 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 get the real folks in there and say, and and like to your point, put in the work. I'm sorry. You're you're not gonna you're not gonna get the mansion and the Mercedes and the beautiful man or woman if you don't put in the work. It just doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. I mean, here's the bottom line. I have a team of seven people now, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I am to the point in my in my life where I'm like in the next ten years, I literally want to have I want to be a pioneer, not an expert, a pioneer where my business is self-sustaining to the point where I can go spend six to eight figures helping and doing projects that are passionate to me like sex trafficking you know 24 years ago i think is it 24 years i met my husband and i said to him when i retire i want to be that grandma sitting behind a computer i want to learn how to really code not just c code and html and i want to be on the dark web because i know how to get on the dark web and i want to catch those mofos that are trafficking those young boys and girls and now it's a thing but back then and i'm not doing that yet i'm going to be doing that but a much larger scale so like really you can't do that kind of stuff unless you're willing to put in the work and like you really manage your time and time is is of essence and you're freaking ethical if you're not ethical and you don't have integrity then yeah. you're shit and you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. 
Well, and there's there is a big thing, and I I want to I want to come back that that be ethical yeah. part, but um, I'm going to make myself a quick note right here so I don't forget. Um, I, I want to spin back and dig a little bit deeper on. You said you want to be a pioneer, not an expert. What does that, that mean to you? What are the explain to me the differences in those two in your eyes? Right. So to me, a pioneer is someone that is that starts like you're you're creative in the sense that you might start a company. And you build it to the point that it's self-sustaining and then you're on to the next thing. An expert to me is someone that's really awesome and they're an expert at their craft, but they stay an expert at their craft. Like they're mm. content being an expert. I'm not. I'm more of someone, I could, I could run multiple companies and have other people run them for me. Does that make sense? So oh, yeah, I get you there. I get yeah. you where, where the expert is saying, hey, I'm going to have this one company and I'm going to be the best at that. And they're, they're going to be doing that one thing you're and saying. They're a sole, and they're an entrepreneur and their name is on it or maybe, but they have yeah. to be present in order for the company. Ah. To, like they can't die and the company will still run. So, you know, it's interesting. I did a, a, a video on this today and I think that you'll enjoy what I, what I have to say because what I said was, is like your time is your most precious commodity. Your mm -hmm. time, how you spend your time determines how much money you make. And then your money determines what you buy or what you spend your money on to live your best life, right? Right. So for me, my time is like my most precious thing. So last February, I flew to Spain. I was invited to speak at, a, at an event. And so I had been percolating all this and it was really an alignment. And so I came back and over the past eight months, I've been weeding out partnerships, collaborations, changed my business and everything to the point where I'm not, my mind isn't on all these little things out there. I'm really laser focused. And what's happening is, is it's opened up, it's opened up space in my business where people are coming into my business or in my sphere that are the exact people that I need to help mm -hmm. me build this legacy. Like, I'm telling you, my husband had someone reach out to him that is worth $100 million and wants wow. to do a collaboration with him. And I've met him and his wife. They're normal, wonderful people and their kids. And we have people like that in our lives that could help finance some of the things that I want to do for these, you know, these bigger projects. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that he's going to be the person, but I'm just saying that when you open up your life and you change the way that you view things and look at things from a different paradigm shift, even during crappy times like COVID, which right. I actually think is a blessing, um, life will shift and life will change. And that's what a pioneer is. Gotcha. No, that's that's well said. Now, let's come back to that be ethic thing. thing. Yes. I'm, I'm a big fan of this. And for me, one of the things about being ethical is uh, – not portraying being someone that you're not. And, and I don't even mean that in the sense of an expert or a pioneer or right, a guru right, right. or a coach. It's like just being you, right? Me, I'm the, I'm the beardy guy. I'm a rock and roller, you know, I'm a 50, half and a half century old man. And I'm just, I'm just me, right? So that's, I think that's part of the, the ethics. And you go out there and you, you speak your truth. Is uh, tell me your your position on the ethical piece you mentioned. Well, I think the ethical piece is piece. You speak your truth and you share your story. And I think that, but you also there's another piece to this. And and this and I don't know if you can relate as much or you may relate to this. But I work with a lot of women. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, what I've seen is. I think that you should be able to relate to women from an emotional point of view. But I also think there's women out there that use the emotional point of view as a hook and mm -hmm. they groom other women and they take advantage of them. These women that spend thousands of dollars and they get built out of their money and they don't get coached 
the right way or they don't get good programs. And I've seen it over and over again. And that's not ethical to me. That makes me infuriated. I don't like that. That's sure. not ethical. So don't use bullshit, you know, to like reel someone in and then right. you don't deliver. Right. Don't use those emotional hooks, so to speak, to, to hook someone in. Yeah. Not in a bad way. Now, on the flip side, you also have people that are so emotional, they don't follow through and do the work. So that's on them. So right. you kind of have to, you know, like tread that fine line. But that to me is totally unethical. And I just gave an example, right? You know, just be who you are. Mm -hmm. I don't pro proclaim to be perfect. I don't, even when I teach people things, I'm like, my brain goes a million miles a minute. So I'm going to share with you my strategy, pick one thing out of my strategy and implement it because I do too much mm -hmm. and I'm trying to pare down myself. Right. Right. Well, and you were just talking about how, when you started paring down more things started coming into your, into your sphere of influence. So now it's helping you per uh, move your vision forward. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask a, a different question here. It's, uh, I'm going to start making part of the show is, um, have you ever, and, and when we first started, you said you liked the, the dark horse name and you know, it kind of what it uh, entails. Have you ever felt like that dark horse? You're now listening to, to the dark horse entrepreneur podcast. I think, yes, I have like where I'm just stuck kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm, you know, yeah. And I will tell you, I think that's all in my own mind though, because okay. I am the person and I, it's like, I tell my husband, I only know two other people that have a mind like mine. Mm -hmm. One is my son and one is my brother, maybe my grandfather, where <laughs> our mind is great. Like I, I say, yeah, my mind is cray cray. I never stop thinking, but I'm the most emotional person I know. I literally do this mm -hmm. like 200 times a day. Nice. So I think being in my own mind and I've learned, I've trained myself. I don't take medication. I don't need any of that. Mm -hmm. I've trained myself and I'm very stubborn. So I'm stubborn enough to train myself to like, you know, get my crap together. But sure. I tell you, because I'm such an emotional person, mm -hmm. that dark horse can come and go on any given day multiple times. Right. Right. Do you yeah. understand what yeah. I mean? I think I do. Absolutely. I mean, there's mm -hmm. a, there's a one minute you're feeling like, man, I, I can't do this. And then you kind of crack the whip on yourself like, I'm going to do this or I got Thank this. You. Yeah. Right. Thank yeah. you. No, I hear you. Absolutely. All right. So we know you've got some bigger goals. You mentioned some of the big things you, you know, uh, the big realm of things you want to do even outside your business, which I thought was really cool. Cause I think that really pushes us past the, I don't know, the making money part of it. Uh, a friend of mine, Zachary, uh, you know, if, I don't know if you're aware of uh, Zach Babcock, right? That so he, he, uh, um, he has a mission to reduce the recidivism rate here in the United States, but he he's doing that as that's, that's the beyond goal, right? That's his ultimate goal. So to do that, he's got to be influential. He's got to, you know, earn a little coin along the process and you know, start integrating with some other folks. And you were mentioning obviously the, uh, the sex, you know, trafficking piece of things. Um, do you think that really kind of helps, give people the additional drive beyond the almighty dollar? Well, for me, it does. Sure. And I think for people like Zachary or yourself or myself, absolutely. And, and, but I think, and I'm not, I think that it's a special kind of person. And I don't mean that in it like special, we're special. I just mean right. that 
you know, you have to be, being an entrepreneur is not easy, first mm-hmm. of all. Second Amen. of all, you have to be able to have a big vision. And third of all, you have to know when to get your ass out of your own way. I have a mentor, <laughs> right? She does eight figures. She's 31 years old or almost 31. This woman cracks the whip. She cracks my ass and I let her do it. And I'm a strong personality. And she calls me to the carpet multiple times. And you have to be willing to like, be willing to pivot quickly and change and learn to grow like in your own self too. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, it's a special kind of person that can do all of those things at once and keep moving it. And when you lose a ton of money, you can still pick your ass up and move forward and go. Dust yourself off, right? Yep. Yep, Start going Mm -hmm. forward. No, and those are those are big times because those are usually the times so many folks and I'll I'll put myself in there for a minute. (laughs) um, You know, they're all like, oh God. That's that was brutal. Okay, cool. That's brutal. Um, but I think at the end of the day, if we have the mindset of, all right, it's feedback, not failure. Yeah, all right, I lost money, I lost an account, I lost a client, whatever, I lost a relationship, I lost a house, a car. It's all it's all feedback, right? Like you said, you went through all your all your stuff, you know, with, with everything, and you finally said, you know what, I'm gonna figure this crap out right i'm i'm gonna do this and you spent those four months uh, knuckling down so let's 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 cruise back in here into the business world for a minute and i know you've have probably a wealth of tips to share before we go there if there was one thing you wanted to learn about and maybe you're working on this right there's something out there you want to learn about it could be that facial recognition we were chatting about earlier (laughs) or or anything or anything else if there's something out there you want to learn about what might that be well here's something that's been rattling way back in the the, you know my mind yes I know about funnels. I know about mini chat. There's mm-hmm. Facebook, all the social networks, me, wet, me, we, you know, TikTok, all of that. So I'm wondering, then we were talking about the spatial thing I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. What is that next thing? This may sound crazy, but I want to know what that next thing is, that next tech and lead gen thing that's coming out because I want to be on the forefront and I want to be there and I want to do that thing because that thing is the thing that I think is going to like take my business to where I, that big, huge audacious goal I have that I will achieve by the way. Right. Um, I want to know what that thing is. And I think it has something to do with like massive technology, like technology, technology shifts that are in their infancy right now. Right. That Like in the next year are going to come out and I'm going to be like, Whoa. So I yeah. see that comment. So if I hear you're talking about something like I don't know the next iPhone or the next uh, whatever, uh, it could be just online technology, right? But here's the thing, and here's what's really interesting. Um, and I'm going to just share this with you. So sure. my hus- my husband is looking at doing a more of a traditional business, and I'm like, there's something to be said. It's not just the brick and mortar type of business, and then you bring it you know, you advertise online. I think there's something to be said for it kind of being like this integration, mm-hmm. like this new technology of some sort. Like you can even, did you know my husband's in the construction industry that you can actually go into someone's house now with your phone or your whatever 
and do a whole bid on their house for like, if you want to paint their house, you can just do like a, like a, like a, I'll just use zoom. Like we're on zoom. You mm-hmm. can actually do that and figure out the square footage and what needs to be painted and put together a bid without ever even been in, being inside their house. That's what I'm talking about. That's really minuscule, but something like on mm-hmm. that level where people are actually running a big and a brick and mortar business in an online way. Right. Nice. Yeah, I hear um, you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I, I think there's this big shift coming and mm-hmm. I want to be on the forefront. So well, yeah, you want to yeah. know what I do at night? I get on Reddit. I get on all the these like forums that are obscure and I read. Let me and it, what I just heard you say is because, you know, something's on the horizon and you're hungry to be on the cusp of it. You do your research, right? Yeah. You're out there. You're out there looking for whatever that might be, right? Yeah, even the most outlandish crap, I read it because you know what? All the stuff I never thought was true or that was whatever, look what's coming around in our world today. It's like, wow, okay. Mm -hmm. So I don't discount anything anymore. Like everything's on the table. Nice, nice. Now, what's the biggest thing you fear when it comes to business? Maybe not your business specifically, but maybe just business in general. So I think the thing, the biggest thing I fear is people that become obsolete that don't know how to like turn things around. So I feel lucky for my age. I'm 51 and you're in your 50s too. We're tech savvy because when it came out, when I like jumped on it, you know, I've always liked tech, but like I was, there's people that are our age that can barely turn on a computer. Can you imagine in a year or five years from now, how how quickly the world has shifted in the past eight months, how that's going to shift. And there's all these people out there that don't know how to pivot and they're scared and they have a hard time learning because they have fear, how that's going to impact these people just in a regular world, in the regular professional world, how are they going to make it? How are they going to take care of their retirement, their kids, their families? Mm -hmm. And the other thing I worry about is all these young, you know, early twenties, they're really smart on the computer. They're really smart on the, social networks, but the, a lot of them lack, you know, they, they don't have the close friendships with people. Like they can't close their phone down and go sit and have a conversation. And that can be hard. And we're seeing a lot of issues there. Thank God I raised my boys, you know, they're uh, 16 to 21. And we talked about that stuff. I make them turn their phones off and go have a conversation. Sure. And that, that looks back to what you were talking about earlier about nurturing relationships, right? That's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, tech is going to be advancing at, at lightning speeds and we're not going to be able to stop that. But I think at the same time, to your point, we have to continue to connect with each other. And maybe we use tech to do that, right? We use things like, like Zoom and, and StreamYard and Facebook Live to have those connections. Yeah, you're right. But that, but that I think it's going to go deeper. I think the tech is going to evolve to the point where it feels like you're real, like you're right here. Not, mm. Zoom is great, but I think it's going to be so much more. But I wanted to ask you a question Please. to the point that you said about authentic relationships. How you and I connected and you said something to me and I don't remember exactly what, but it was something to the effect of I, I didn't just leave and run. You remember that? We connected about my course and you said, oh, I need another course. And then I said, well, that's fine. And we started having a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I do remember that we, we bantered back and forth on Facebook for a bit and, and here's, and here's where I went with that is uh, so many times when I get engaged on Facebook and maybe other folks can, you can probably relate to this too. uh, Someone will start chatting with you for the sole purpose 
of selling you something. Right. Right. And it, even after you got the, well, you know, that's all great. That's not where I want to go with you on, on, in the conversation. You continue the conversation. You didn't, you know, jump ship and run, which I thought was uniquely human because so many times I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I'm not interested in that. But, and then they're gone, right? You never hear from them again. It's like, okay, well, great. You just wanted my $27 or whatever. Fine. That's right. Move on. I don't want to, I don't want to spend my time on you. Like you said, my, our time is precious, but you continue the conversation. So obviously you understand the importance of, of human connections. Well, exactly. So I look at it like the three C's, which I know you've heard connection, collaboration, or client, just because someone doesn't become a client doesn't mean that um, they can't be a come an incredible connection or a collaborator because how I, if I give my very best to you, for example, for, for mm-hmm. conversation sake, guess what's going to happen. You're going to go out, you could go out and just be a connection and take any tidbit of what I taught you or shared with you mm-hmm. and make a change in your life or business. And that impacts you, your family and other people. So I just made the world a better place. That's one of the reasons I said, you know, we've got to get you on the show because as I, you know, continue to, to look around at what it is you do, you know, and, and follow some of your stuff on Facebook and, and, and on your website. I'm like, all right, all right, first off, she impressed me by the fact that she didn't just cut bait and run in the conversation. And then obviously you continued to, uh, it, you know, you continue everywhere I look at you online to exude that, that integrity and that honesty and like, hey, this is me. If you want to come learn from me, cool. If not, I'm so I'm going to keep talking about it anyway. That's what I do. There you go. And that's probably for me. That's I. I think that's probably one of the solid foundations for your success because it's you, right? You're not trying to be something else and and put up this facade and say, "Hey, look, I got the Porsche and I've got this or whatever," right? No, I don't. I don't really, honestly. It's weird. my husband loves that stuff. I don't. I could care less. <laughs> I mean, I nice. buy at Target. Or whatever, like I, sometimes I go to Walmart, you know, whatever. I'm not one of those I, kind it, of people. I, I just don't exactly, care. Exactly, exactly. No, <laughs> Sorry, I hear you. It's, it's the real truth. And I'm overweight. Like I need to lose 20 pounds. And sometimes I have my jammies on and my nice shirt. Not today. I actually got dressed, you know. I actually have uh, well, a Yeah, well, I, I dressed down for you. I, I wore my, op- <laughs> I wore your, my, uh, it's, it says on it, open your mind before your mouth uh, t-shirt. So, we're just going casual that. today. <laughs> All right, so let's give let's give our, our listeners uh, a, a gem, something juicy. So, if you had a, a top tip for one of our listening entrepreneurs, what would you want to share with them? Other than all the other gold you've already shared, get really good at one traffic source. Ah, okay. Okay, so. Get rid of all the stuff that's not working or make a change. So I'll share with you really quick. May 2019, I've had a blog for eight plus years. I was doing a little Pinterest, 200,000 views a month. I had a good lady, been my, she'd been taking care of my Pinterest for a year. And I'm like, you know what? There's got to be more to this. I, if I'm going to keep the blog, I need to drive some traffic. Mm-hmm. I remember like really digging deep into my blog. I was working on it the night Trump won in 2016. So I knew from that time. So that was like, almost three years. I'm like, I've been at this, like I had had it for eight years, but I've been really trying to work on it for three plus. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, what the election, it's going to be in a year and a half. And I'm still sitting here. Okay. So I decided that day, my sister's, my niece was graduating from middle school and I was down in San Diego. I was going to do something different. So I went and hired a mentor. Like, well, I took a course from a mentor that was good. And then I took another course and I got to work and Pinterest became my number one traffic source. Mm. 
because I've started focusing on it. Now I've had all these other ones going for a long time, but what sure. I'm saying is one thing at a time. I today, now as of today, do 3.6 million views a month on Pinterest. Nice. Which drives a shiz ton of traffic to my blog, which then drives traffic to my course and a couple other things I do. Sure. They're all related. So the point is, is I think for me, for, for me, I would say, Focus on one traffic source at a time until you got it, you know it, whether it's, you know, Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads, I don't care what it is. Right. Now, TikTok, like Red Jill Pedersen, I mean, she freaking kicks behind on, on TikTok. And then if you don't know how to do it right, hire, get it, pay for it, figure out, get a course, hire a mentor that's good, that's right. reputable, not a piece of crap. Right. And do the thing. There it is. There it is. Find a good traffic or focus on a good traffic source. And I think that's key. And if it kind of loops back to what I mentioned earlier about the, the darn uh, shiny, you know, shiny object syndrome, we're like, okay, well, I'm gonna start this. Ooh, what's that over here? You know, and all of a sudden you're in, you're going in these eight different directions and you're not doing any of them very well. Um, I was, uh, I've been lucky enough to have dug into a couple of them. I got really good at Facebook ads for, for quite a while for a client and there were, it was good. But again, that's all I was focused on. I was just right. in that one arena saying, okay, I'm going to figure this out. Um, and then we shifted to Amazon and we got good at that. And then that just it skyrocketed. Now, now we were able to put the two together because we knew we were really good at one, at both, and say now let's make these two work together. And you know, the the I think the wheels almost flew off. The car was driving so fast. That's <laughs> right. So, do you do Facebook ads now? Uh, I haven't done fa Facebook ads of late. It it uh, it really. Starting about, I think about last year, I started seeing some of the ROIs just really slow down. I and mean, we were getting 18, 12 was like a bad day, but we were, you know, it, we see 12 to 24, you know, averaging around 18 ROAS, so return on ad spend. So we were getting, you know, wow. $18 back for every dollar spent. And then and that was in the apparel industry, which is really tough, right? Uh, so when you started seeing it go down below in eight and seven, you're like, okay, everyone, everyone's jump on the bandwagon now. So now we got to, you know, shift around. And this is where you're talking about thing, when things go bad, you got to pivot. It's not the end of the road. You just got to start going down a new road, right? We had to get good. You had to get good at something else. Uh, I can remember that at the start of my career and, you know, we're both in our 50s. So that was quite a while ago. I was doing catalog. Well, as we all know, catalogs, you know, are a dying breed. Yeah. They're, they're not. I mean, even Victoria's Secret got out of the catalog. So, yeah, you got to you got to be good at that source. And when the source dries up, you could say, oh, well, it's time to pivot. Let's let's move. And or to your point, I think when you get good at that one, then. You can start looking at the next one, right? So that you don't have all your eggs in one basket. Does that make sense? It does. And I think the biggest thing too, and this is a lesson I'm currently learning is being willing to like, say, for example, my Pinterest, I don't let one stinking person touch my Pinterest. Mm. And I'm like, okay, this is my um, growing edge. I've got to be comfortable finding someone good that I can outsource it to so mm -hmm. I can move on to the next thing, right? Yeah. But I still haven't found that person. Because I'm so particular because, you know. Yeah, well, you're doing a million plus, so you definitely want to be particular. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts you'd like to leave our dark horses with? I do know you mentioned you had an offer for our crowd. We want to make sure we get that in there, too. 
Yeah, what was my offer? I don't even remember. You know, I don't remember. It's uh, it was I didn't see what it was in the email, but you did say yes. Um, if it's something we need to loop back to, I can make sure it gets in the show notes. If you go to simple-profit.com, I have like five checklists that are all entrepreneur related. And I also have a free Instagram guide, how to like get your first 5,000 Instagram followers. That's all organic and not scamish and not bullshit that works. That's how I built my Instagram. So those are a couple things. Okay. I'll definitely, uh, we'll get those links in the show notes so people can just click on that directly. But any final thoughts you want to share before we, uh, I'm so grateful. Thank you. Just, I'm just, my final thought is be authentic, be real, have integrity, show up, do the work and you will have success. And there it is. We can't get any better than that. Angela, I definitely appreciate your time hanging out with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Angela Jaws diving into the deep end of the pool here at the Dark Horse HQ. Here's some thoughts I walked away with. Thought number one, find your motivator. What is it that is going to push you, to drive you, to whop you upside the head day in and day out? See, with Angela, you heard it again. Yet another, hey, I tried a few different things type of story. She was earning six figures, but wasn't happy. She just, she wasn't seeing her kids enough, right? So it's it's missing that family connection, right? So she started a daycare, which was successful, but it wasn't resonating with her. She tried MLM. But after all these, after trying and you know dipping her toe in all these different businesses, you know what ended up finally pushing her wasn't any of these individual businesses. It was her holy underwear experience, right? Remember when she had that garage fire and she was walking out across that ladder, or maybe crawling out across that ladder? That holy underwear experience motivator motivated her and pushed her to do something different. She knew she had to do something different. Is there something talking to you, telling you that you need to head in a better direction or a different direction? Or perhaps you're headed in the right direction, but you're being a little heavy-footed on the brakes, right? It's stalling your advancement. Is your motivator whopping you upside the head? Hmm? Well, then listen to it. Move forward in your business and your life. Thought number two, if it's not working for you, have you put in the time? Have you put in the work? Now, I think for this one, we're not talking about those lousy, cheapy, no value ad courses or the informational products that we've seen all over the internet and on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and everywhere else. No, I'm asking about that that one product where you did your research, you saw the value add, you asked even, you know, those previous clients and customers who, who've experienced it. You heard independent toast testimonials, testimonials. Well, that's good speaking. Those independent testimonials testimonials. Then, then you jumped in with your wallet or PayPal and nothing. You didn't get the results that anyone else did. You didn't see the windfalls or the accolades or the hordes of traffic you were supposed to get. But then again, I would pause and ask you, did you apply all the effort that you needed to make it work? Did you throw yourself into it 150%? Or perhaps maybe you just tried the first few steps, you know, those 
first few steps that were, it was, that wasn't too hard to do. And then you got to that first hard one and you kind of, you know, dipped out. Hmm? Or perhaps you come to the program. You're like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. But, and you did all the steps that you were comfortable with, right? Oh, I can do that. Well, that's easy enough. And you thought, ooh, here's the thing that, that's going to do the most. I'm going to get the most results from it. And you tried that one thing. Here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, when courses are laid out, they're laid out with, you know, the initial foundation. And, and it, what happens if you build a house on a foundation of sand? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't even need to finish that one, right? You know what it is. Right? The damn house isn't going to be worth the crap. It's not going to be worth the, the, the wood that you built it with. See, when you step into a, a program, a job, a relationship, or a role, you have to get in there and you have to do it all. 150%. You got to get your hands dirty. You're going to have to make mistakes. You're going to have to fix those mistakes. You're going to have to do things and then redo things and perhaps even go all the way back to the beginning and start all over again and say, hmm, where did I veer off course? And then with your newfound knowledge and your desire to win, you figure it out, my friend. Or you know, perhaps you get a mentor or a coach to help you. All right. Thought number three. Do you want to be an expert or pioneer? You know, I hadn't put any deep thought into this particular question before, but let's take a moment, shall we? Do you want to be an expert in a particular field or topic? Or do you want to be a pioneer? You know, that pioneer, like she described as firing a, a a company on a topic or a field and you get it up and running and you, you lay out all the groundwork, right? You get everything set up. You start putting people in the place. Maybe they are the experts in the topic and in, in the key fields and you fill those roles. And once again, once that thing is up and, and running and, and humming like a finely tuned engine, what are you doing? Yep. You're off to the next adventure. Now, to me, Really, whether you want to be an expert or a pioneer, it's kind of a personal question. And when it is a personal question, there's really no right or wrong answer. I think the key is you have to be honest with yourself. It all comes down to what do you want and what are you really good at? Thought number four, what is next? And and I think this is really about... uh, Tech, right? So we, we, we had a little time we spent on tech. And it's not just the physical tech. It could be the digital tech. And you think about it, uh, it's wise for us entrepreneurs to keep an eye out there for what is next when it comes to all that amazing tech that's coming down the pipeline, right? We see it every day. Oh, here's the next new thing. Here's the next new thing. But what is the next new thing that we already have? Let me, let me rephrase. What is the new thing? that we already have, right? Not the next new thing. It's some new thing you're like, hey, I could use that. And you already have it, right? You're already paying some monthly $5 fee for it or whatever whatever it is. Maybe you just bought it outright. There's so much out there that if you step back and ask, how can I use this piece of tech to make my prospect's life, my client's life, or my life easier. You know, how do I sell them more? How do I advertise to them for less? How do I help them reach their goal faster? How do I help them learn more effectively? Whatever helping means to you, how can you use what you already have now to make things stronger, faster, better, more effective, right? In a more streamlined fashion. Sometimes, 
that is going to mean stop looking at all the new bells and whistles and look at the ones you already have and reshape the way they're being used. Then, once you have that dialed in, then you ask yourself, what is the weakest link in my process? And of course, you're going to know that, right? Right? Because you have all your KPIs. Your key performance indicators are going to tell you where the weakest link in your chain is. You are the weakest link, right? Now, armed with that knowledge, you can step forward and look for a shiny new tool to fix that part. So now you can go out there, find that new toy or that new tech and get that dialed in, then rinse and repeat. And finally, yeah, you know I couldn't go without mentioning this, connection, collaboration, and client. The three C's of business. And if you if you think about it, I think it's the three C's of life. Making connections with those that will carry us through our life or our business, be it a long portion of your life or business, or a day, or even just a minute. To collaborate with those who we've made those connections with in our life and in our business to improve ourselves, our situation, their, them, their situation, be that personal or professional. And then to build on that collaboration to create a personal relationship or to make them a client. See, no matter how you cut it, at the end of the day, it's all about the people we touch. And not only how we touch them, but how deeply we touch them. Whew, there we go. Dark horse going deep today, right? All right. What ideas or inspiring tips resonated with you in this episode? Whatever they were, take some time today and put them into action. Go out there, run your race, get your results, and let me hear about them. Seriously, I, I want to hear about them. Just email me at Tracy at Dark Horse Schooling and share the tips or ideas that you came away with, how you put them into action, and what results that you gained from them. Our next interview episode's guest is going to be Jake Anderson, and he's going to kind of continue this deep end of the of the pond, you could say, uh, that we just got finished swimming in. Jake is going to chat with us about how resistance is a signal. And that, you know, business and in, in all its complexity, and when you, you can just break it down. And when you get right down to it and you break it all down to the brass tacks, it's all about those human connections. Now, I know you want to keep getting these valuable tips and inspirational stories from this podcast and all the people I'm able to uh, be lucky enough to bring on here. So please go on down there, hit that subscribe button while you're there, drop us a five-star rating, leave us a quick review, leave us some kind words of what we're doing good and what we could do better to make this more valuable to you. Speaking of value, you don't want to keep all this entrepreneurial G-O-L-D all to yourself. Share the podcast with other entrepreneurs and business owners that you know We'll get value from it. And with that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.